Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala ma ba'd. Now, so in the last dars we began looking into the explanation and reading into the explanation of Sheikh Zayd al-Madkhali rahimahullah of Kitab Kitab al-Ilm in Sahih al-Bukhari the chapter Bab Qawl al-Nabiyyi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Rubba Muballagh Aw'a Min Samah That is the hadith that we or the chapter which we came to and the hadith wherein the Rasulullah he asked the Sahaba concerning yani, that day yani, which day is this he asked them which day is this likewise he asked them concerning the month and concerning the city that they were in or the land that they were in to which the Sahaba yani, they remained quiet thinking that the Rasulullah would name these matters with other than their well known names and then the Rasulullah he began to mention how their dima, their blood, and likewise their amwal, their wealth, and their a'rab, and their honor, baynakum haram, it is yani, uh, sacred between you, just as this day of yours is sacred, this month of yours is sacred, and likewise this city, this balad uh, of yours is sacred. And then the Rasulullah he mentioned, liyuballigh al-shahid, liyuballigh al-shahid al-ghaib, yani let the one who is present conveyed to, to the one who is absent. Indeed, it is يعني, possible and it might be the case that the one who conveys, the one who conveys, he conveys it to someone who is يعني, and the one who comprehends better uh, than the one who uh, is conveying himself. And he conveys it to someone who, convey, who, who comprehends that knowledge and that hadith or that information better than the one who conveyed it to him. Now, or the one who was present, the one who, who heard. Now, so we came to the um, topic wherein the Sheikh he mentioned um, concerning the blood and wealth and property of people and likewise their honor. Uh, the Sheikh he mentioned the dima of the Muslimin, the blood of the Muslims, and likewise he mentioned the blood of the non-Muslims. And I believe this is where we finished. Uh, and so we pick up from there. Um, and so for those who are following, page 61. Yeah, and after the Sheikh he mentioned the uh, blood of the non-Muslims, and he mentioned how from them there, there are those who are mustaminin, those who uh, who enter the lands of the Muslims uh, and يعني, they seek security and protection and likewise he mentioned the Mu'ahad the Mu'ahad is the one who uh, enters the lands of the Muslims يعني, due to some agreement or some contract between him and the uh, leader of the Muslims now so the Shaykh he mentioned that likewise their blood is impermissible it is not allowed for the Muslim to transgress against them uh, concerning their blood. And the Shaykh mentioned the hadith of the Rasulullah Man qatala mu'ahadan lam yarih ra'ihat al-jannah wa inna rihaha tujad min misiriti arba'ina ama. Whoever kills the mu'ahad, the non-Muslim whom يعني, the Muslims have an agreement with 
then he will not smell the fragrance of paradise, even though his fragrance can be found from a distance of 40 years. And the Sheikh, he mentioned that the ruling of the Mustatman, the one who, yani, who sought protection with the Muslims and was granted that protection, the one who entered the lands of Islam, yani, uh, by way of permission, permission from the, the leader of the Muslims, and whilst he's from Ahlul Kufr, the people of disbelief, and this, this one who entered the lands of, Mus of the Muslims, that it is, not, it is not permissible to spill his blood, nor is it permissible to uh, violate their honor, nor to transgress against their wealth. And then the Sheikh, as we recall, or we will recall, inshallah, that uh, the Sheikh he mentioned how Imam Shokani, he, yani, um, he even went to the extent of saying that the meaning of this hadith that we just read out is that the one who who kills the non-Muslim who the Muslims have an agreement with, then he will enter the fire Khalid al-Mukhallad. Yani he will enter the fire for a very, very long time. Now, uh, so we came to the point where the Shaykh, he mentions on page 72, So after mentioning the blood of the non-Muslim, he mentioned the blood of the Muslim is min babi awla, it is more so. More so that the Blood of the Muslim is inviolable and yani, it is sacred. Just as the Prophet he said, Sibab al Muslim Fusuq, abusing a Muslim is sin, kufr. And fighting him is kufr, is disbelief. Don't return after me. Yani, as disbelievers, some of you striking the necks of others. Likewise, he said, "La yahillu dhamu mriin Muslimin yashadu an la ilaha illallah wa anni Rasulullah." That it is not permissible, or the blood of a Muslim man is not permissible. It is not halal, not permissible. One who testifies to la ilaha illallah. And that I am the messenger of Allah, his blood is not permissible, illa thalath, except by way of one of three matters, or yani, except for if, well, yani, in three circumstances. An nafsu bin nafs, which is the first, and a life for a life, soul for a soul, yani. Thaybzani is the adulterer, the adulteress. وَالْمَارِقُ مِنَ الدِّينَ التَّارِكُ And the mariq from the deen, meaning the one who abandons and leaves the religion, exits the religion, apostates, يعني, التَّارِكُ The one who abandons the congregation of the Muslims, the body of the Muslims. For those who have the, the, the print, the, the Arabic print, التَّارِكُ uh, Lil Jama'ah. It's Lil Jama'ah Lam, Harf al before Al Jama'ah. You don't have it there, you have Tarikul Jama'ah, Mudah Mudafalai, but it's Tarik Lil Jama'ah. So a Lam that you should write before the Kalima Al Jama'ah. Ha'ula Halat Dima'uhum Binusus is Shah. Sheikh, he mentions that these three individuals. Halat dima'ahum, their blood is permissible and halal. 
يعني through the text of the Sharia the text of the Sharia has has made the blood of these three individuals halal الثيب الزاني the adulterer or adulteress من كان قد وطئ في نكاح صحيح سواء تحته زوجة في الهال أم لا and then the Sheikh now he, he explains who is the thayyib al-zani, the adulterer or the adulteress. He is the one who, who um, had intercourse through a nikah which is sahih, meaning a contract of, of nikah, a nikah which, yeah, and a marriage uh, which was um, sound, it fulfilled all the conditions. Whether he remains married or not after that. Meaning so long as he got married at one point and he had intercourse, then whether he divorced his wife or not, whether he has a wife under him right now at the moment, or he divorced her now so he's unmarried, he divorced his wife, but he tasted the, the يعني, beauty of marriage, he uh, يعني, had intercourse within that marriage, even after divorcing her, if he now uh, has legal sexual intercourse with another woman, then that is still adultery. And that is still yeah, uh, a tremendous crime and it necessitates this ruling here. So even if, yeah, if a person comes and says, well, I wasn't married at the time, but we know he was married before, then this is what the Sheikh is saying. Yeah, uh, the ruling still applies to him. Jarima kabira, it is a tremendous crime. فَحَدُّهُ أَنْ يُرْجَمْ بِالْهِجَارَةِ إِلَى الْمَوْتِ his punishment is that he is to be stoned, he is to be stoned until he dies. وَإِنْ كَانَ بِكْرًا فَحَدُّهُ جَلْدُ مِئَةٍ جَلْدُ مِئَةٍ وَتَغْرِيبُ عَامٍ And if he was uh, one who hadn't been married before, one who hadn't been married before, نعم, then his punishment is that he is to be given a hundred lashes, a hundred lashes, and he's to be banished for a year. He is to be banished for a year. كما في القرآن الكريم والسنة المطهرة. And as is established in the Quran, the noble Quran, and the purified Sunnah. So that's the first that the Shaykh explained. The second is a life for a life. من قتل نفسا متعمدا وجب أن يقتل بتلك النفس سواء قتل ذكرا أو أنثى. Whoever killed another soul, whoever killed another uh, another soul, another Muslim, then his punishment or that which is obligatory is that he is to be killed due to that soul that he he took. That his soul is to be taken due to the soul that he took. Whether he killed a male or a female. Whether he killed a male or a female. Now. وَالْمَارِقُ مِنَ الدِّينَ التَّارِكُ لِلْجَمَاعَةِ And المارك بمعنى التارك As this is the as, we, as you can see for those who are following In the footnote This hadith is متفق عليه Meaning recorded by Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim But the wording here that we have Is the wording of al-Bukhari Imam Muslim The wording of Imam Muslim is التاركُ التارك لديني التارك لديني المارك 
للجماعه سو ذا اذر واي التارك لديني ذا ون هو اباندنز هيز ريليجن المارق للجماعه ذا ون هو اكزيتس ذا جماعه ليفز ذا بوري اوف ذا مسلمز نعم سو ذس از ذا ثيرد الشيخ يمنشنز مينينج هي اباندنز اند ليفز ذا جماعه المسلمين ذا جروب اوف ذا مسلم ذا كونجريشن اوف ذا بوري اوف ذا مسلمز هي اباندنز اند ليفز ذم بالارتداد عن دينه يعني هي باندزم باي ابوستيتين هيز ابوستيتين فروم اسلام فروم فروم ذا ريليجن يقتل لردته هيز بونيشمنت از ذات هي تو بي كيلد ديو تو هيز ابوستيسي ذات از ذا بونيشمنت بريسكرايب بونيشمنت ان اسلام وما عدا ذلك فدماء المسلمين معصومه لا يجوز الاعتداء عليها other than these three matters then the blood of the muslims is inviolable sacred it is not permissible to transgress against them and against their their blood now and as we mentioned on, on numerous occasions that the likes of these rulings when we explain such a hadith and such rulings in islam then there, there, it goes without saying and as we, as i mentioned as we mentioned numerous occasions this refers to or this is to be carried out by the muslim ruler in the muslim lands the muslim ruler in the muslim lands who applies the such laws he applies the sharia in his country um, he has a, a code of law that he, he he rules by he has a judicial system courts in place and so on um, where these rulings are applied or yani um, the various uh, processes uh, or, or procedures yani take place in order for them to come to these rulings and apply these rulings this is for the uh, muslim ruler uh, within the muslim lands and yani just just because we simply read these narrations and we explain them with this very important detail doesn't mean that we're calling for someone to implement the general muslim to implement this here in the lands of the non-muslims even in the lands of the muslims it's not allowed for a general muslim to apply these rules th- these rulings uh, and so just because c- we mention a statement of the of the messenger muhammad sallallahu doesn't mean that we're calling for this just like there are non-muslims who call for the return of capital punishment there are non-muslims Uh, people in the police force uh, members of parliament and so on who call for the to, for the reestablishment of the capital punishment now no one in their right mind would say that this individual is saying that the layman or he's calling for all the british people to abandon this the, the government and the 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 uh yani the, the the law and yani to bypass the 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 the, uh, the courts to bypass the the judges and that that they, they take their uh, the law into their own hands and they apply these the capital punishment themselves no one understands that from 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 uh, their call or their statement that they want that they that they um, ask that the capital punishment be returned or reestablished and so it's the same thing for us just because we read these and or we 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 say that this is from islam Does it mean that we're saying that this is to be applied by every single person? No. And so other than these three reasons it is not permissible to spill the blood of the, the blood of the Muslims la bidarbi wa la bilqatl whether that is even striking them and to hit to hit them so on to 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 strike them or yani um, to kill them. Wa hakadha al-amwal محترمه and likewise the wealth the wealth of the muslims 
is also, and the wealth in general, the wealth of the Muslims and the non-Muslims, as we're going to see, the wealth of the people, it is something which is muhtarama, it is something which is sacred, something which is sacred and inviolable. في شريعة الإسلام لا يجوز لأحد أن يعتدي على مال الغير سواء كان من المسلمين أو من غير المسلمين. It is not permissible in the Sharia of Islam that anyone he transgresses against the wealth of another, whether that person is from the Muslims or from the non-Muslims. ولو كان من الكفار. Likewise, whether he is from the disbelievers, it's not permissible for the Muslim to say, well, he's a disbeliever. Then it's permissible for me to take his wealth and so on. لا يجوز لك أن تعتدي على مالي إلا بالحرب. It is not permissible that you, as a Muslim, that you transgress against his wealth, the wealth of, of, of the non-Muslim, except in the state of war, except in the situation of war, when there's war that has been declared by the Muslims, the Muslim ruler uh, against. Uh, the non-Muslims, and vice versa, war has been declared. Um, in that situation, it is permissible. حينما يقوم الجهاد وتعقد راية الجهاد في سبيل الله فتقوم المعركة بين المسلمين والكافرين جهادا شرعيا توفرت شروطه وانتفت موانعه فالحكم فيه أن الكفار كلهم كل نعم أن الكفار كلهم غنيمة. شيخي mentions يعني what is that uh, that uh, situation or that uh, state of war which allows for the Muslim to take the wealth of the non-Muslim. He says it is when the jihad, the flag of jihad is raised and established, jihad in the way of Allah, and so then battle takes place between the Muslims and the non-Muslims, that jihad which is jihad and shari'iyya, and the jihad which is established upon the sharia of Islam, tawaffarat shurutu, its conditions are fulfilled. Wantafat uh, and the barriers are removed also. فيه, the ruling of this jihad, meaning which is the correct, sound, upright jihad, is that the kuffar, all of them, they are ghanima, they are the uh, spoils of war. And whatever the Muslims take from, from, from uh, the battle, whether that is the lives of the non-Muslims themselves, they capture their, their, their soldiers, or the wealth that they had with them, then that is a for the Muslims. That is spoils of war. And the war booty uh, that belongs to the Muslims. Amwalahum, wanisa'ahum, their wealth, wanisa'ahum, their women, wa'anfusuhum, the soldiers themselves, wadararihim, yani awladuhum, and likewise their, their, their children. Kulluhum ghanima lil-Muslimin. All of them, they are ghanima, uh, spouse of war for the Muslims. Just like we see even with the non-Muslims, when they take prisoners of war, they capture them and they take them for themselves. Guantanamo Bay, as far as I know, to this day, they, they have, they have uh, prisoners there. Um, and so similar, in this situation, when there's war, um, whenever uh, there are spoils of war, uh, or, or, or the war booty, then that which... The Muslims, they, they capture, that belongs to them. Then al-haq, uridha alayhim. Here you have furidha, but it should be uridha. Lianna al-haq, uridha alayhim. Because the truth was displayed to them, and conveyed to them. Fa'aba. But they refused. They refused to accept. Fa'aba, an yakhda'u lil-haq. 
But they refuse to submit themselves to the truth, the truth of Islam, Mahul Islam. So Allah caused them to be distant. Meaning, He caused them to be distant through causing them or making them to become captives for the Muslims. And so they are now under the um, authority of the Muslims. Ammal kafir, ghayrul muharib. So now this is very important. As for the disbeliever, that's, we dealt with the disbeliever who is at war with the Muslim. Now we're talking about the ghayrul muharib, the non-Muslim who's not at war. When there's, there's no war taking place between the Muslims and the non-Muslims. The non-Muslim who lives in the lands of the Muslims and also the one who uh, or the one who is in his own land. The disbeliever who is in his own, own land. So now we're talking about the Muslim who enters his land. So the likes of us being here. In the lands of the non-Muslims. It's not permissible for the Muslim, anyone from the Muslims that he transgresses against his will. Because you hear, you hear the doubt. Some, yeah, some of the Muslims who are misguided, who they'll say, well, we're not living in the lands of Islam. This is their lands, lands of cover, lands of disbelief. And so it's permissible for us to transgress against them, their wealth and so on. Sheikh is saying here, it's not permissible whether that disbeliever, as long as he's not at war with us, there's no uh, warfare situation, then in this, whether he's in the lands of the Muslims or whether we are in their lands, then it's not permissible to transgress against him in his wealth or in his, in his blood. So again, the Sheikh is stressing the same matter again. Whether he is in the community of the Muslims, whether he, is, he has come to the lands of the Muslims or whether he is, in the land, he is in the community of the disbelievers, his own people. And whether he's in his own land and we find ourselves or the Muslim finds himself within the lands of the disbelievers, then it is not permissible to transgress against him um, in, in these matters. He says, he says that transgressing against a person in his wealth, or as it relates to his wealth, it takes numerous forms. There's numerous ways in how it's done. It could be done through a salb wa nahab. Salb and nahab is looting and, and, and pillaging. Salb looting and nahab uh, pillaging. And through looting and pillaging. pillaging. وَقَدْ يَكُونَ بِالسَّرِقَةِ And it could be done through stealing. وَقَدْ يَكُونَ بِالْغِشِّ فِي الْمُعَمَلَاتِ And likewise, it could be done through غِش, deception, when trading with them and dealing with them. وَهُوَ الْأَمْرُ الْمُنْتَشِرِ And it is a matter which is widespread, the Shaykh is saying. This matter is widespread. You find, um, يعني, uh, some of the Muslims, they... Uh, uh, deceptive towards the non-Muslims in their dealings because they hold them to be disbelievers. Now, أي الغش في المعاملات كل ذلك من أخذ الأموال بغير حق وهو حرام. And so, being deceptive in uh, in the dealings, then all of that is uh, taking wealth without due right, and it is haram. 
لذا جاءت الإرشادات النبوية في البيوع كيف نبيع ونشتري and that is why it has come guidance, prophetic guidance concerning trade concerning trade, البيوع the various transactions of, uh, that take place كيف نبيع how we are to sell وكيف نشتري and how we are to sell how we buy and sell كما في قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم just as is in the saying of the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم البيعان بالخيار the buyer and seller البيعان the buyer and seller بالخيار they have a choice they have a choice ما لم يتفرقا أو قال حتى يتفرقا they have a choice so long as they haven't separated and left one another as long as this the sitting hasn't come to an end they haven't departed then they have a choice فإن صدقا meaning they have a choice to either continue with the sale complete the sale or to, 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 to leave it فإن صدقا وبينا so if they are truthful in that transaction نعم and they are clear with one another meaning clear with regards to and truthful with regards to the item which is being sold and being exchanged and the truth with regards to its its uh, its traits any um, يعني, uh, blemishes uh, any يعني, anything that the uh, seller should know if they're truthful to one another uh, and they're clear then they are blessed they're both blessed in that transaction but if they conceal if they conceal and they lie they both, both, they both conceal and they both lie then the barakah and the blessing of that, of that uh, transaction of theirs is erased and removed the blessing and the barakah is removed now and so the shaykh he mentions a hadith and we see subhanallah how the sunnah has come with and it's even in trade even in trade and as we know nowadays we see all of this being implemented when you buy something you have the right to return and so on all of these things but this is what saying here that the buyer and seller that both of them have the khiyar they have the choice so long as they haven't departed from one another but then this leads us to a question here and this is of course slightly off topic but uh, the sheikh um, has mentioned this hadith um, that if a person or what we can understand from this hadith is that a person when he he is interested in buying a particular item a particular commodity or a good product and he is discussing with the the seller with the seller يعني, we understand from this hadith that he has the choice so long as they haven't departed that he can return that product he's yani he, he he has the choice to either go ahead with it or to return it but then the discussion comes okay so we understand from this that as long as they he has the choice up until they depart however nowadays we know the way we tra tra we um, yani carry out our transactions you go to a store you go to a salesman or yani you go to uh, a place of trade that you buy you 
you, you see something you like, something you want to buy, you pay the money, and yani, you're given a receipt or whatever, you're given your change. Is it that point there that now after this particular point here, yani, up until then, that up, up until you paid, you had the choice. But now after you've paid, you have no choice. Or is it literally that you physically depart from one another? You understand the difference? No. So the first situation we're talking about when someone he goes into a store and he he pays for something. Of course, if we're talking about a buyer and a seller coming together and both of them uh, discussing, possibly even the the, the buyer. Um, offering, and, and as we say, barter, he barters with him. He gives yeah, a counter offer. And he, he says, Well, I won't, I, don't, I won't pay you full price, I'll give you such and such amount. Up until they agree, of course, he still doesn't have to go ahead with it. Because they're, they're, they're still within the sitting, no exchange has taken place, they have the choice. So even if he says, well, I won't give you 50 pounds, I'll, I'll give you 30 pounds. And the seller, he says, okay, sounds good. The buyer can still, as long as he hasn't paid, as long as he hasn't left, then he can, he still has that khiyar. He has the choice whether to continue, even though they may have discussed for a long time. And he shouldn't feel the pressure that, okay, I have to buy now. This hadith is telling us that he has the choice. But we're talking about now when the situation where he actually pays. He pays the money, takes his receipt, and now it's possible he stays within that, that, that place of trade, whether it's a shop, wherever it is. He's there for another 15 minutes, half an hour, an hour. So he's actually paid, the transaction's finished. But he's physically still there. Do you still now have the choice to, to return? Because the hadith is telling us here, as long as they haven't departed. And then also look at the modern day, modern day transactions. Where a person, he can buy something on the airplane. If they come to you and give you a magazine, you want to buy this perfume, you want to buy this watch or whatever. And the majlis itself, that's sitting here, can take place. You buy something and there's six hours until you actually get off the plane. So you have six hours, that way you still have a choice. Um, also, the internet, buying and selling on the internet, what is, what is considered, basically the hassle, and the summary of what we're trying to say is, what is considered the departure of the buyer and seller? On the internet, when you're buying something, of eBay or wherever you, you, you buy, wherever you buy from, is it the point where you pay? The point where you click on com com confirm, com uh, confirm your, 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 your payment. Or is it when you click away from the page, for example? Uh, is that you dip now departing from that sitting? This is something which is discussed amongst the scholars. However, uh, the uh, strongest position is that the, uh, the majlis ends and the sitting ends with that which is considered as the tradition with the people. That which is considered as the tradition with the people. Mm -hmm.
So, yeah, and if the people consider the fact that you, when you pay, when you pay and you, you're given your receipt, that is where the transaction has, has completed. You've gone your way, I've gone my way, even though you remain in my store here for another hour looking around. And that is, as we know ourselves, that is what is considered the, the, uh, the departure of both buyer and seller. However, this then brings us to another uh, topic concerning this hadith here. Like, but what about this, all of the, the, this whole having seven days or 14 days, 30 days to return a product? Huh? Because here the Rasulullah is saying that you have that khiyar, al-bay'an bil khiyar, the buyer and seller both have that choice to either uh, uh, cancel the, 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 the transaction or to continue with it. Mm. So long as they uh, haven't departed from one another. But in this here, is, it, we're talking about a different issue. They've departed. They've bought, the transaction is finished. But now we have, nowadays times, yani the, the option of being able to return. Seven days later, or within seven days, or 14 days, or even longer than that. Because you are there, you're buying online, so actually you don't see the product. Person, but even in person. So for that, they put a shot that. That's not abusing. Using, that's the contract. Part of the contract. They say no, you've no, not used no. it, so it's like, this hasn't ended for 30 days, as long as you don't use it. Yeah, what, what, what both of you are saying is connected here. So this is, this, the, when we talk about khiyar, the person having the choice to either uh, complete the transaction or return the product or to cancel the, the transaction. There's two types of khiyar. There's the khiyar al-majlis, which is the, the, the one that we discussed. <laughs> that choice that you have within that point or that time period of where you're together. Hmm? Or the second type is the shartul uh, khiyar, uh, where the transaction itself has within it a condition which is that the seller, for example, he says, I'm, I'm going to give you 14 days to consider. You have 14 days to, 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 to return this product um, if you want. If you're uh, dissatisfied, you change your mind, then you can give it back. Uh, and so, um, this is, uh, as you mentioned, this is the shart which is placed. And this is very common nowadays. And the Rasulullah, he mentioned in the hadith, there's a different wording of this hadith. He said, he, uh, exact same wording, but the Rasulullah, he said, oh, So, the bay'an, bil khiyar, but the buy and seller, they both have the choice, as long as they haven't separated, or, or, or one of them gives the other, Yani the option, meaning he says to him, I'll give you an extra 14 days. I'll give you a month and so on. Now, uh, and so, um, yani these are the two types of khiyar. And so that which we, we see take place, many of the transactions today, that which we ourselves, many, we, we, yani we've uh, more than likely yani been part of these transactions, when you have a certain amount of days to, to uh, yani return products, then that is something which we see established here in the Sunnah. Now, and it is halal. Now, as for when they mention as long as it is not used and so on, then these are further conditions that are placed. Now, and so long as the, 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 the buyer here agrees to those conditions, and it is, they, they are conditions which 
don't go against the book and the sunnah, then he has to uh, abide by those conditions. What, no. about, what about people buy it, use it, and then return it? But also they had the, this intention that I'll buy it, use it, and return it. If... People do that. Right? Yeah, some people do that. Of course, if a person, he's doing it... Uh, as scholars have mentioned, if a person... If, if, as the brother he mentioned, if the condition is placed within that transaction, you see it sometimes on the receipt, or you'll have to go back to the policy of the, the refund or the exchange of that particular uh, company or um, uh, whoever's trading, whoever you, you purchase from, um, if they place it as a condition, then you, 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 you have to abide by that. If you've used it, you can't give it back. Because he placed it as a condition, you agreed with it. As for if uh, he himself, from the goodness of himself, he takes it back, then that's fine. Because that's him and relieving that right that he had, and he's, he, he, and he's making tanazul from his right. And his, his right is not to return it, but he's, and he's given up his own right. He's given up his own right to, yani, um, and considered your situation, whatever it is, and yani, he um, has taken the product back. However, if he chooses, he can reject. Because he's been used and, he's, and he goes against the condition. Now, um, and so continuing the Sheikh, he says, وَذَلِكَ لِأَنَّ أَمْوَالَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَأَمْوَالَ النَّاسِ مَعْسُونَ He mentions that the wealth of the Muslims and the wealth of the people is invulnerable. And it is protected. لَا يَحِلُّ لِأَحَدَ الْإِعْتِدَاءَ عَلَيْهَا Not permissible for anyone to transgress against uh, the wealth. بِأَيِّ لَوْنِ مِنْ أَلْوَانِ الْإِعْتِدَاءِ Whatever colour that oppression may be from the colors of oppression. In whatever type of oppression that may be. Whatever form that oppression may be. Whether, as we said, it is pillaging, looting, stealing, deception, and so on. And on occasion when the Prophet when he passed, by a heap of, of, of food, subra, yeah, a heap of, of food, فَأَدْخَلَ يَدَهُ and he entered his hand into it, فَنَالَتْ أَسَابِعْهُ بَلَلًا and he, he uh, felt that which was moist from that food at the bottom, فَقَالْ he, he then said, مَا هَذَا يَا صَحِبَ الطَّعَامِ he said, what is this owner of the food? or owner of this food? He said the, the sky had يعني, uh, afflicted it, meaning rain had fallen on it. Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah. The Rasulullah, he said, أَفَلَا جَعَلْتَهُ فَوْقَ الطَّعَامِ كَيْ يَرَاهُ النَّاسِ مَنْ غَشَّ فَلَيْسَ مِنَّا He said, could you not have placed it at the top? يعني, the, 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 the food that was wet, or moist, yani, could you not have placed it at the top, so, or in order for the people to see it. Whoever deceives us is not from us. Whoever deceives is not from us. Now, فَاعْتَبَرَ الَّذِي لَا يَرَهُ النَّاسِ مِنَ الْعَيْبِ غِشًا So the Rasulullah he considered that which the people don't see from, from deficiency in, yani, uh, in, in those products, or in whatever products 
يعني they wanting to buy then if the people don't see that then the Rasulullah he considered that as being غش deception ومن أخذ المال بغير حق and he considered it from being taking the wealth of the people without due right نعم فإن فاعله أو وإن فاعل نعم وإن فاعله ليس على طريقة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم التي هي طريقة الصدق and likewise يعني the Rasulullah he considered the one who does as such to be one who is not upon the way of the Prophet which is the tariq al-sidq, which is the way of sidq, truthfulness. Likewise the a'rab, likewise the honor of the people. Likewise the honor of the people is from the most important matters. Likewise to guard oneself and protect oneself from from Violating the honor of the people requires azm, determination, and controlling oneself that you don't transgress against them. The honor of the people because al-ard qad yuntahak, because the honor of, of a person can be violated in the following ways. The Sheikh he mentions: imma bil qadf, al-muhsanat, or al-muhsalin min al-dijal, either by accusing them, meaning accusing the the uh, married women and married men of yani, adultery. Or by yani, false uh, witnessing, by being a, yani, uh, giving false testimony against them in order to violate their honor. Or by backbiting them and how there's يعني, so much of this that takes place the Sheikh is saying وَإِمَّا بِالنَّمِيمَةِ or by tail carrying وَإِمَّا بِالْكَذِبِ وَغِيرِ ذَلِكِ مِنَ الْأَسْبَابِ الَّتِي تُنْتَحَكُ الْأَعْرَاضُ بِوَاسِطَ بِهَا or by lying or other than the things that the Sheikh mentioned um, which يعني, those things which are means and a way in Violating the honor of the people. Naam. The Shaykh mentions, فَيَجِبَ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمْ أَنْ يَحْفَذَ لِسَانَ كَمَا يَجِبُ عَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَحْفَذَ سَائِرَ جَوَارِهِ Naam. So it is obligatory upon the Muslim that he preserves his tongue just as it is obligatory for him to preserve the rest of his limbs. فِيمَا يَتَعَلَّقْ بِحُقُوقِ اللَّهِ وَفِيمَا يَتَعَلَّقْ بِحُقُوقِ الْخَلْقِ يعني whether that is connected to the rights of Allah or the rights of the creation. And due to the importance of the matter, these matters that were mentioned in the hadith, then the Prophet ﷺ, he explained and made clear to the ummah as well as taking all their Lord as a witness against them. And he said, he said, um, have I conveyed? The Allah here, Ikhwan, it's not the law of negation. And the reason how you know that is, if you look at the jawab, they said, yes. But we know that if there's a su'al with a, with a nafi in the su'al, then the jawab is, like Allah said, am I not your Lord? 
Qalu bala, they said yes, of course. Bala is used to, يعني, uh, to change the negative to a positive. Because when laysa uh, or a, a negation is asked in the question, those for those who speak in Arabic language, then the uh, reply has to be bala. But here, يعني, the ala here is not a nafi, but rather it is harf tambi. Yeah, it is a letter that is used uh, in order to bring the attention of those who are listening. So in English, wallahi, it's hard, very hard to think how we say this in English. I, I can't think of how this is said in English, but probably beware, beware, or yani, sab jiddan. However, yani harf tanbis, yani this is a word. Allah, just like for example in the hadith, Allah inna fil jasadi mudra. Allah is not a negation. We don't translate it as not or a negation. No, I mean like, indeed there is. Indeed in the body there is a morsel. If it is sound, then the rest of the body is sound. If it is corrupt, then the rest of the body is corrupt. So this is the same Allah that, that, that is here. However, the meaning is that Rasul he said, and as we know, this was Yom Arafah, and the hadith, the, 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 the hadith that the Sheikh is referring to, and it's the same hadith, but additional wording. Al-Bukhari is going to bring it later on. Later on, towards the end of this kitab. Kitab al-Ani. Have I conveyed? Have I conveyed? He said this to the Sahaba. He asked them. They said yes. And so the Shaykh, he says, Alhamdulillah, all praise belongs to Allah, the one who paved the way. He paved the way, made it easy for us. This, this wusul of, this, of these nusus, these texts reach us. The text of the kitab, the Quran. Likewise, the sunnah. It's a that they may be, these texts may be a means of guidance. And a light through which we seek guidance. And indeed, the taking of these texts and holding onto them, clinging onto them, and acting upon them, that is the intent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from His creation. That, that is what He wants from us. And so, that which is wajib is an yata'amal al Muslimun ma'a nusus al kitabi wa sunnah. بالتزام الأوامر واجتناب النواهي وإحلال الحلال وتحريم الحرام نعم وأخذ وأخذ الحق وأخذ الحق ورد الباطل ورد الباطل نعم so what that which is obligatory upon the Muslims is that they deal and behave with these texts the texts of the book and the Sunnah by clinging on to the commands, staying away from the prohibitions, ihlal al-halal, making halal what Allah has made halal, making haram, tahrim al-haram, making haram what Allah has made haram, and to, to take the truth and to reject falsehood. Wal-i'tisam, wal-i'tisam, bis-sunan, wa-tarat al-bid'ah. Likewise, to hold on to the sunnah and to leave off and abandon uh, the innovations, the newly invented matters. Whether those Innovations are mutaqaddima as-salifa alati naqra'uha fil kutub whether those innovations 
uh, innovations of old, those innovations that have preceded, that we read in the books, that we read about in the books, or whether they are al-bid'ah and mu'asara, whether they are contemporary innovations, present-day innovations, التي تحدث في كل زمان, those innovations which occur or come about in every time and in every place, because bid'ah lam tanqarib, because innovation does not die out, doesn't come to an end. ولكن الحمد لله كلما انتشرت بدعة من عصر الصحابة إلى يومنا هذا وإلى ما شاء الله يحيي الله لها من يردها بالحق بأدلة الكتاب والسنة يحذر الناس من الوقوع فيها. And the Shaykh mentions our praise belongs to Allah. And every time innovation spread and appeared from the time of the Sahaba until this day of ours and until whenever Allah wills. Then Allah Taala He paves the way, He paves the way for those who reject them, refute them. They reject them, they repel them, and refute them with the truth, through the evidences of the Kitab and the Sunnah, and they warn the people from falling into these innovations. When nas bayna muwaffaq, yarfudu al-bid'ah, wa yakhud al-Sunnah, wa bayn jahilin, aw lahu, aw man lahu gharad. من من الأغراض السيئة فيبقى في جهيم البدع معرضا عن السنة. so the shaykh mentions that the people are يعني either between being one who is guided by Allah يعني blessed by Allah and one who rejects the innovations doesn't accept them he rejects them and he takes the sunnah he doesn't want innovation but rather all he wants is sunnah and between the one who is ignorant or the one who has an evil intent he has an evil intent and so he remains في جحيم البدع. He remains within the fire of innovation. معرضاً عن السنة. Turning away from the Sunnah. And this is the this is يعني ظلم and oppression to oneself that Allah Taala has forbidden uh, in His saying. فلا تظلموا فيهن أنفسكم. So do not oppress yourselves within them. In the the months of the year, and in particular the the um, um, as Allah Taala, this is from Surah Tawbah. Inna idd tishhuri inna Allahi ithna ashara shahran. Until Allah He mentions, wa minha arba'atun hurum. That the months with Allah are twelve months. There are twelve months in the year with Allah, and four of them are the sacred sacred months. So Allah mentions here. So do not oppress yourselves within them. But as we mentioned before, the Qur'an Raji is the 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 four months that has been abrogated, and يعني they exist no more. ويؤخذ من الحديث موجوب البلاغ ممن آتاه الله علما. and so that which we take from this hadith also is the obligation of conveying knowledge. the one who Allah has blessed him with knowledge is obligatory upon him or those who have been blessed with knowledge that they convey that knowledge and يبلغ غيرهم. you have a يعني a verb missing there. After ilman, mimman atahu Allah ilman, and yubalighu ghirahum. Which is obligatory upon them is that they convey to other than themselves from those who are ignorant concerning knowledge. Kullun fi bi'ati wa fi mujtami. So every person who has knowledge and be blessed with knowledge, then he is to convey that knowledge in his environment, wherever he may be, or within his society. Rather, every person who or every place, يحل فيه طالب العلم. Every place where the طالب العلم he resides, 
wherever, whichever place he resides, um, he uh, teaches or he conveys that knowledge to those around him. And the Muslims, the Sheikh, he mentions our brothers. And the need of the juhal, the need of the ignorant ones towards the scholars is tremendous. It is greater than the need for food and drink. And there are various other needs, the dunyawi, worldly needs. Now, Allah He took the covenant and agreement with the scholars and yubalighu that they convey وَتَوَعَدَ الْكَاتِمِينَ بِأَشَدِّ الْوَعِيدِ And Allah He threatened the, those who conceal, those who conceal and hide the knowledge. He threatened, threatened, threatened them with a severe threat. When he said, وَإِذْ قَالَ أَخَذَ اللَّهُ مِيثَاقُ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابِ لِتُبَيِّنَّهُ لِلنَّاسِ وَلَا تَكْتُمُونَ Now, when Allah Taala He took the agreement and the covenant with those who were given the book, from the Jews and the Christians, now, that they convey to the people and that they do not conceal. And the Sheikh, he mentions the ayah, وَإِنْ كَانَتْ نَازِلَ فِي أَحْلِ الْكِتَابِ فَإِنَّهَا عَامَةً the verse, even though it was revealed concerning the people of the book, the Jews and the Christians, then it is general. The meaning of the verse is general. Because the يعني, attention is given, and what we give mind to is the uh, general wording of the, the, the text, the ayah here, more than the specific reason why it was revealed. Now, and so... Uh, the Shaykh yani, is stressing that it is not permissible for uh, those who Allah has blessed with knowledge that they um, conceal that knowledge. So the verse is general, it comprises and includes every individual who is blessed with knowledge, the knowledge of the Sharia. Um, until the Shaykh he mentions that Allah he, he warned with a severe warning against those who conceal. The knowledge, he warned them with a severe threat. And likewise, the Shaykh mentions a very similar verse. Indeed, those who conceal and hide that which we have revealed from bayinat, from clear proofs, and guidance. After we made it clear to the people in the kitab, in the book, Allah, those are the ones who Allah He curses, and and those who curse, curse them. Except for those who repent, rectify, and they clarify. They clarify to the people. Those are the ones who atuba alayhim Allah He says that I uh, accept their repentance and I am At-Tawwab Ar-Rahim, the one who accepts the repentance of his servants and one who is Ar-Rahim, one who is merciful. And so the Shaykh mentions Fal-Hadar Al-Hadar. So beware, beware. Min Al-Kitsman. Beware of concealing and hiding knowledge. Lima fihi min al wa lima ya'qubuhu min al-wa'id. And likewise, yani, uh, fear the evil that is uh, uh, within 
withholding and concealing knowledge and that which yani, results from it from severe threat. And it has been established from the Rasul Man katama ilman will finish with this hadith. Man katama ilman ya'lamuhu ja'a yawm al-qiyamah mulajjaman bilijamin minna. That whoever hides knowledge, knowledge which he knows, knowledge, knowledge which he has, but he hides it, then he will come yawm al-qiyamah mulajjaman bilijamin minna. And he will, he will come having a bridle placed on him. A bridle is that Yani that headgear which is placed on an animal from which the the reins are hooked onto. You see the, 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 the headgear which is placed on the, the camel or the horse, for example, that is the bridle and which from which the reins they attach onto. So the headgear that is placed on the animal. The person who conceals knowledge then he will come Qiyam with a, a bridle on him on, on him, a bridle uh, of fire. Nam. Fala Buddha min al and so this Sheikh mentions that it is uh, necessary that we convey and likewise that we clarify Wallahu al Jahil and Yitaallama and Allah Ta'ala he he uh, obligated upon the Jahil. He obligated upon the one who is ignorant, the one who doesn't know, and Yitaallam that he learns. And if he doesn't learn, then he has oppressed himself. And the proof of Allah, the hujjah of Allah, the, the proof of Allah has been established uh, upon him. فَاسْأَلُوا أَحْلَى الذِّكْرِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ As Allah mentioned, ask the people of knowledge if you do not know. And the Rasulullah he said, أَلَا سَأَلُوا إِنَّمَا شِفَاءُ الْعِيءَ السُؤَالِ يعني, Would they not have asked? Meaning those Sahaba when they when they gave fatwa to the one who was with the Rasulullah and with the Sahaba um, upon a journey and when he, his head had become split and yani, that night he, he, after, when he, he slept he had a wet dream and so when he woke up in the morning he required him to make a uh, ghusl from Janaba and so he asked the Sahaba and he said oh, or they, he, he said to them that he explained what had happened and he said do you find for me a rukhsa and an allowance for me not to make ghusl. Yani, am I allowed to skip the ghusl because I have this uh, yani injury, this severe injury? And they said, Wallahi, we don't find for you an allowance. And so he made the ghusl because he needed to get out of the city of Janaba and pray. And so as a result, he died. And then when this reached the Rasul, he said, Allah." He said, they killed him due to that Fatwa that they gave, may Allah kill them. May Allah kill them. And then the Rasulullah he made this statement. Could they not have asked? If they didn't know. And if you don't have knowledge, then ask. For indeed, the, the cure for ignorance, al-ihi is al-jahl. The cure for ignorance is as-su'al, is asking. So the Shaykh, he says that the people of, of wisdom, they said that al-ilm khazain. Knowledge is like locked treasures knowledge is like locked treasures its keys is asking is to ask ask questions and and and, and uh, learn now so it is necessary uh, to ask concerning this knowledge 
hadha wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Naam. So uh, next week, we will finish the explanation of this hadith, not long, not long left. And then we go on to the next bab, the chapter Al-Ilm, Qabla Al-Qawli Wal-Amal, that knowledge precedes speech and action.